this close to making a show about freaking UFOs. I, I, I poop you not. I really was because I was like, I guess that's what everyone's talking about today. But no, clearly that is a distraction from the fact that Ohio and Pennsylvania are looking like freaking Chernobyl. Or sh- how do you say it? Chernobyl? Looking like an atomic bomb went off. Okay, and this happened like 10 days ago. And I heard about it, not through the news, but from some guy on like a YouTube short or something like that. Just some just some random guy. And I heard about it, but I decided not to talk about it because it's not really in my wheelhouse. But now that I've seen the attempt to cover this up and downplay it and really started to comprehend the cataclysmic impact of this event, I've decided I have to talk about this. And so I've been doing some digging uh, since last night. And there are some... Th- uh, things about this that I, I don't think anybody has covered yet. Um, and one thing in particular regarding the cause of what caused this train to derail, uh, you you guys are going to want to stick around for this, I promise. So um, let's just take it back a couple steps and let's go back to the beginning. So about 10 days ago, you had this massive derailment in East Palestine, which is actually in Ohio, uh, You know, we're not talking about the Middle East. This is in Ohio, on the border with Pennsylvania. And there was about 50 tanker cars that derailed, 20 of which were carrying toxic chemicals, uh, and five of those were specifically carrying a, a chemical compound called vinyl chloride. Now, vinyl chloride, OSHA says that I believe, you know, over a 15 minute period, you're not supposed to be exposed to this stuff in larger quantities than like five parts per million in a 15-minute span. That is insanely hazardous, insanely toxic, right? But here's the thing. They actually, there was some, uh, there was initial fires, and they were concerned about a potential explosion. So they decided, given the concern of there being a possible explosion, they decided to set fire to all this stuff, and just burn it up into the atmosphere to avoid an explosion. So basically, you know, we, we wouldn't want a gigantic mushroom cloud of, of cancerous chemicals being poured into the atmosphere. So we're just going to intentionally cause that to happen uh, as a preventative measure. Tell me how that makes sense. It doesn't. But that's what they did. They set fire to this stuff and poured a massive cloud of this cancerous chemical into the atmosphere now what happens when you burn vinyl chloride is it converts to uh hydrogen chloride which then binds to water molecules and becomes hydrochloric acid a very toxic and very cancerous substance now i actually have a video of when they set this on fire i think we need the visual right you have to see it to believe it but this is what they did so check it out Boom. Everything's under control, everybody. Nothing to see here. Nothing to worry about. This is totally normal. Yep, this is all totally normal. You're in good hands, everyone. So that's what happened. This was six days ago. Okay? Now, um, basically, <clears throat> you have a cancerous substance being poured into the atmosphere, and... Uh, hydro, uh, hydrochloric acid is only one 
of the major concerns. There's another uh, compound. When you burn vinyl chloride, it can also turn into something called phosgene. And phosgene is a toxic gas that was used in World War One, and it was actually the main, uh, the main compound used to kill people. And what it does is it basically suffocates you. So they're also pouring this into the atmosphere. <clears throat> now, um, they initially did evacuate the area, but they only evacuated a one-mile radius. One-mile radius, which was about 1,500 to 5,000 people. It's a small rural area, not densely populated. But they evacuated a very small uh, radius, which was extremely insufficient, when literally a gust of wind can send this stuff miles into the surrounding areas, and it actually did. But after they inadequately evacuated the area, then just days later, while, contamin- uh, while the contamination tests in the air and water were still ongoing and largely inconclusive, they ended the evacuation and allowed people to return to their homes, saying, everything's fine, you know, you can drink the water, you can breathe the air, you got nothing to fear here, because we're the government and we're here to help, basically. You know, we just had millions of um, millions of pounds of a cancerous chemical pour into the sky, you know, and it's known. I mean, it's not uh, speculative. We know that this causes liver damage, uh, it causes brain cancer, it causes blood cancer, and all, all sorts of uh, neurological damage, but you can return to your homes, right? <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. This is insane. This is the story that needs to be covered. Now, here's the other crazy part. So the EPA is on the scene, right? And the EPA released a statement, and guess what? You want to know who's conducting the tests of the water and the air? Check it out. So, uh... Where do I have this? Nope. I got a bunch of stuff pulled up. You'll have to give me a second. I got a lot of stuff to go over. Okay, check it out. So here it is. Which agency or organization is conducting air monitoring? Well, the EPA is conducting their own real-time air monitoring, but also Norfolk Southern, the literal rail company that just derailed and caused a massive chemical spill, they have hired their own contractor on-site to perform air monitoring, and then they're obviously relaying this information to then be disseminated to the public. So when they tell you everything's fine and there's nothing to worry about, well, you have to take into consideration that the foxes are the ones guarding the hen house. So obviously they're going to downplay this. And the way the way this works, I was listening to another journalist discuss this, is when you have these chemical spills, this is typical. They allow the company themselves to report to news agencies and the government because they assume that the company knows the most about the situation and the potential harm, right? Well, uh, that's a pretty stupid system, or that's a pretty stupid methodology, right? But that is the fact. Norfolk Southern had their own contractor on site performing air monitoring with, uh, they say, with similar instrumentation that the EPA was using. Now, another thing that's important to know based on this EPA uh, document, is that it's not just vinyl chloride and it's not just phosgene. There's many other chemicals of concern here that the media is not talking about, including uh, 
N-butyl acrylate, which I think is basically like butane, ethylene glycol, monobutyl ether, ether, I'm sorry, ether acetate, which I don't even know what that is, and two ethyl hexyl acrylate. So all this stuff, you know, all this stuff is being poured into the atmosphere and you have to, you know, you have to worry about consuming all of these chemicals. This is crazy, man. And what a lot of people don't know, See, I started, of course, my conspiratorial mind starts wondering, was this intentional? You know, is, is this all on being done on purpose to kill people and poison our food and water supply? And guys, you can look at me like I'm crazy, but it's not that crazy when you consider the fact that they literally spray Agent Orange on the freaking crops and put fluoride into your drinking water. And they just try to force vaccinate you with a with a jab that's killing a bunch of people, and you have these uh, people like Bill Gates uh, that are trying to control the food supply and have everybody eat synthetic beef. So of course, there's people with an agenda to destroy the food supply. Uh, I mean, it's not that crazy to think this could be intentional. We know there's an agenda, uh, but anyways, so um, let's see. Looking at my notes here. Trying to stay organized. Trying to stay organized here. Where was I going with that? (laughs) Damn. So I I was trying to stay organized, but I'm actually just completely lost my my train here. Anyways, so check it out. Um, This could have... No, 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 no. Okay, now now I know where I'm at. Okay, so check it out. A lot of people don't know this, but this... Remember, they only evacuated a one-mile radius, okay? And they're telling you the water supply is safe to drink, right? And the only people that really have to be concerned here are the people within East Palestine, if anybody. I mean, really, they shouldn't even be concerned here because we lifted the evacuation and told them everything's fine, right? But check it out. So Ohio's the Ohio River supplies, uh, it, it's the source of drinking water for more than five million people the ohio river uh flows through or borders six states including illinois indiana kentucky ohio pennsylvania and west virginia so again the ohio river is the source of drinking water for more than five million people more than 25 million people almost 10 percent of the u.s population live in the ohio river basin which is obviously going to be heavily contaminated i don't care what they tell me i don't care what they say like this stuff when you burn it it turns into hydrochloric acid and then the rainfall this is going this is going not it's not going to just affect uh palestine right it's going to affect uh many surrounding areas and everybody that drinks the drinking water supplied by the Ohio River, right? And so this is this is a massive, massive event. And they're trying to cover this up. They're trying to downplay it. They're trying to distract the public with UFOs and spy balloons. They don't want this to be adequately covered. And that's further proven by the fact that they actually arrested one of the initial reporters that tried to cover it and then gaslight everybody and say that he wasn't arrested for, you know, exposing the truth. He was arrested for disorderly conduct. Newsweek actually fact-checked this. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, 
she put out a tweet claiming that a journalist covering the Ohio derailment disaster had been arrested for trying to tell the story. Now, Newsweek says the tweet, which has been viewed more than 3.8 million times, stated East Palestine, Ohio, is undergoing an ecological disaster because authorities blew up the train derailment cars carrying hazardous chemicals and press are being arrested for trying to tell the story. Um, What is going on? A video underneath included a clip of a person being held down and then moved along a street with hands held behind their back. A title above this clip states, Ohio cops arrest a national news reporter for reporting the truth. The video posted on Green's Twitter speaks to the claim that the Ohio train derailment story has received less attention than other news stories. In particular, the recent interception of flying objects in Michigan and Alaska. However, the claim in the video that someone is being led away for reporting the truth does not include context about what happened. Newsweek covered the initial reports about how news station reporter Evan Lambert was arrested at a press conference on Wednesday, February 8th, regarding the derailment in Ohio on Wednesday. Footage of Lambert's arrest went viral on social media with one tweet by news station, News Nation, attracting more than 7.9 million views. Further video released by the Ohio State Highway Patrol showed Lambert involved in an argument before he was taken out of the East Palestine school gymnasium where the conference was being held. He was being taken to the ground and moved out of the building. Um, County municipal court records show Lambert was arrested on two counts resisting arrest and criminal trespass. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. So, So Newsweek tries to fact check this and says that, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene's tweet was missing context, but then they don't provide any context whatsoever. And they say that he was arrested uh, for resisting. A, uh, 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 he was charged with resisting arrest. Right. And criminal trespass. Well, the governor came out and said that he had every right to be there. And I don't know about you, but if if cops tried to take me down to the ground and arrest me for doing my job, reporting on something that's you know, crucial to the to the public to know for absolutely no reason, hey, I might resist a little bit too. <laughs> you know, so basically the governor came out and said that they sh- this should not have happened, but Newsweek wants to fact check. And this is what they do. This is what they do. You know, this is a fact check where they'll, they'll tell you that it's false, but they don't provide any reason why it's false. And all they do is say it's missing context, but then they don't provide any additional context. What actually happened was a reporter was arrested for trying to report on this. So there's a massive cover-up going on here. And if anybody wants to know, why is the media not talking about this? Well, it probably has something to do with that, right? It, It probably has a little bit to do with that. It also reflects poorly on the Biden administration, which we'll get to more in a second, and Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, who hasn't done jack shit. It reflects on a lot of people uh, poorly, right? And and they, they don't want you to know this. And clearly they're trying to downplay the impact. So, now let's get into this. You know, whether or not it was intentional or not, I don't claim to be able to, to prove that either way. But there is something very, very suspicious about this. And uh, one thing is for sure, and that is, it appears, this could have easily, easily been avoided. So let's talk about that. 
So the cause of this derailment, they say, was caused by a broken axle or a mechanical problem, right? Initially, they said it was a problem with the brakes, but it appears that it was due to a faulty axle. So basically, they're chalking this up to poor safety protocols, inadequate inspections, and that sort of thing. But my question is, how the hell do you miss a broken axle? I mean, even with the poorest safety protocols, how do you miss that? That was my initial thought. And then, and then it got even worse, okay? Because we now have footage, which I'm about to share with you guys, footage showing that the axle on this rail car was literally glowing hot, glowing hot, like white hot, for at least 20 miles before the train reached East Palestine and derailed and even went past a checkpoint, which they actually measured the temperature of the freaking axles. And if they're too hot, then they're supposed to stop the train. So you have glowing hot, an axle which is glowing hot, which can be seen with the naked eye, going for 20 miles past a checkpoint, and... And they were alerted about this. There's an alert system. And yet, so, so they knew, they, they knew, but they didn't stop the train. It really makes you wonder. So if you don't believe me, well, let's, let's take a look. So this was released by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you want to uh, you know, find this article and share it with somebody, This is pretty crazy. So footage showing a fiery axle 20 miles before East Palestine train derailment raises questions about alert timing. Yeah, it sure does. So I already kind of gave you guys the pretext, right? Well, check it out. So here's the specifics. At 8.12 p.m. on February 3rd, the southbound freight train passed by the Butek Bliss, an industrial equipment manufacturer in Salem, one car, a few dozen behind the, f- the first locomotive, glowed brightly on the bottom as it passed. A minute later, and a mile down the track, a camera at a meat processing plant called Freshmark captured the same fiery axle. The National Transportation Safety Board, which is leading the investigation into the derailment, said it believes a mechanical issue with one of the railcar axles is responsible for the accident. Board member Michael Graham said at a news conference on February 4th that the train crew had gotten an alert shortly before the derailment indicating the mechanical issue and started to apply the brakes. What's not known is when the alert came through. So, I want you guys to see this with your own eyes. Um, I want you to see, as this goes by, you can see with your own eyes... It is glowing white hot. Now, I might have to full screen this. See? Look at that. Look at that. How do you miss this? How do you miss that? For 20 miles. For 20 miles. You can see it on top of the rail car. This makes absolutely no sense. So they were alerted about this before they ever got to East Palestine. And they say, this is what they say, though. They say they got the alert and then uh, uh, started applying the brakes. Okay? So the question is, when exactly did they get alerted? I mean, I, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm kind of an idiot in this department. 
I'm not a locomotive uh, engineer or whatever the hell it is. I don't know how long it takes them to stop. Okay, let me just put that out there. But it appears that they got an, you know, they 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 pass by the detection system. Um, they pass by them typically every ten to twenty miles, right? On this particular track, the next detector after Salem was in East Palestine. So so basically, they passed the detector in Salem. They had to have gotten an alert. They got the alert, which the protocol is to stop the train. But they continued another, like, 20 miles. And the the, the train derailed one mile before the next hot, hot box detector, they called them. So if it derailed one mile before the next hot box detector, that means they would have had to have passed a detector, you know, 10 or 20 miles ago. So, like I said, I'm not an expert, but this, 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 it appears that they would have been, it would have been easy for them to stop after they got the alert that this didn't have to happen. So this, this sure does look intentional to me, um, but maybe it could have been poor safety protocols. So let's talk about that. Very plausible because uh, the lack of safety protocols goes back to a massive rail worker layoff in about, uh, you know, between 2018 and 2019. Something like 20,000 or more workers were laid off uh, back in 2018 and 2019. And ever since, the rail workers have been complaining about a lack of staffing, lack of safety protocols. They also say that they rushed to get this rail railway up and running. And uh, so these rail workers have been overworked. They've had no sick days. They're constantly on call. Right, and this is all to compensate for the layoffs. Now, um, obviously, these major cuts that happen included the inspection staff. And what I've what I've read is that so previously, before all these layoffs, the inspection time per car was about three minutes. Well, they cut that in half, so they went from three minutes inspection per car down to ninety seconds. So, obviously, they can't adequately inspect the cars. Now, get this. So, apparently, lobbyists for the train company paid the politicians to relax the regulations and remove uh, these toxic chemicals that were released from the list of toxic chemicals. And apparently, this... uh, this happened during the Trump administration, and so a lot of the people on the left are blaming Trump for this. But here's the thing, and here's what they won't say. Well, Pete Buttigieg hasn't reinstated the, the regulations now, has he? Okay? The Biden administration hasn't done anything. If you're, if you're going to sit there and say, under the Trump administration, they relaxed the breaking regulation and removed this chemical from the toxic list, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well then when when when... The Biden administration takes over, you would think that they would reverse that, right? And Pete Buttigieg would advocate for the re-implementation of the regulations, right? But but no. No, they didn't. Now, let's talk about how uh, this particular rail company lobbied the politicians in the lead-up to the 2022 election. So, <clears throat> um, check this out. Let me pull this up. Here we go. 
So this guy, Jason Call, formerly for Congress, reports that the railroad corporate uh, reports on the railroad corporate lobbying. So in 2022, lobbying groups sent 25. Well, he now uh, now he says 25 billion. The number is actually 25 million. So he's incorrect. It is 25 million, not billion. In 2022, lobbying groups spent 25 million on behalf of the railroad industry to lobby Congress. Norfolk Southern, responsible for the East Palestine derailment, was the fourth biggest spender. So you can see that Norfolk Southern uh, lobbied politicians to the tune of 1.8 million, right? Now, in addition to the lobbying money, the railroad's corporate PACs contributed to the political campaigns of Democrats and Republicans alike. Norfolk Southern was the second biggest contributor, giving more to Democrats than Republicans. Big surprise there. So, Norfolk Southern here, close to a million dollars in uh, uh, PAC contributions. And here's a list of the House recipients that received the majority of the dollars on that list is Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. And here's the Senate recipients. Okay, so you guys can take a screenshot of that if you'd like. But but basically, what were they what were they lobbying the politicians for? Well, here's how it played out. So, um, the rail worker union was planning a massive strike of over a hundred thousand rail workers, right? But just before that strike happened, two months ago, Congress stepped in, and they said they were concerned about potential disruptions to the supply chain, right? So Congress passed legislation to force a deal between the workers and the rail companies, basically forcing them back to work uh, and with, with, with very little compensation. And the majority of rail workers rejected the agreement. So I think there was, uh, what was it, like 12, I don't know, there was, uh, tw- how do unions work? There was like 12 of them, <laughs> and four of them rejected this, but they like to highlight the fact that eight of them approved of the deal. Well, the four that rejected it happened to make up the bulk representation of the rail workers. So the majority rejected it. And, um, you know, basically they forced them back to work and prevented the strike. Okay. So they were still getting screwed and now they're not allowed to strike. And now a few months later, we have trains derailing and a gigantic mushroom cloud of cancerous chemicals in the air. So you see how this all comes back to the Biden administration and the corrupt politicians in Congress. And perhaps that's why. They don't want this to get the adequate coverage, and that's why we're talking about it. Now, um, after I, I just showed you how they they, comp- or they they lobbied the politicians and contributed through political action uh, committees to the, the politicians to lobby them, now I want to show you what this, this rail company is doing to try to compensate the people in East Palestine. But before we get into that, I want to play a message from our sponsor, Goldco. 
With the war in Ukraine, inflation being out of control, and the country being $30 trillion in debt, it's starting to look like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. Visit NickLovesGold.com now to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protected protecting their retirement savings with gold and silver. Protect your savings and you could get up to $10,000 in free silver to do it. Gold Co. has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of customer reviews, and they've helped place over $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Visit NickLovesGold.com. That's NickLovesGold.com. Okay, so check this out. You guys are going to love this. You may have already heard about it, but uh, this is just laughable. So we already showed how they contributed millions of dollars to the politicians. Now, after we have a gigantic uh, mushroom cloud of cancerous gas being poured into the atmosphere due to their incompetence, Norfolk Southern offers $25,000 to East Palestine Palestine for potentially deadly train crash. $25,000. Now, the, if you do a little math, that equates to about $5 per person. And this is their contribution to the Red Cross, okay, another corrupt organization, which we can talk about in another show. So Norfolk Southern said in a press release, quote, Norfolk Southern team members are on scene and will be assisted by multiple derailment and environmental contractors. In addition to working closely with first responders, we are coordinating with federal, state, and local agencies. The NTSB will be the lead agency for providing updates on the incident, We have established a family assistance center to address the needs of the community and support those directly impacted. Additionally, we are supporting the efforts of the American Red Cross and their temporary community shelters through a $25,000 donation. This is a billion-dollar company. A billion-dollar company. And this is how they they feel about their actions and their responsibility to the people that they've harmed. $25,000 donation to the Red Cross. You might as well contribute nothing. You might as well just give zero dollars and make up some sort of excuse like, well, we're, we're still evaluating the damage before we make any financial decisions. Something like that. Because this, uh, this just makes you look like a bunch of... You, it makes you look sadistic. Like, th- this is more than just a slap in the face. We're talking about people's lives. But, man, this is, this is sickeningly, sickeningly corrupt. Now... A couple more interesting facts. I I did a little research on who's the top shareholders of Norfolk Southern, and guess who they are? The Vanguard Group, J.P. Morgan, BlackRock, okay, and then also on the list is Capital Research and Management, Wells Fargo. So it's all the, you know, all the people that you would expect, all the people that you would expect. And uh, goes back to my little theory there about, I don't know, maybe this was intentional, because I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, Vanguard... BlackRock, these are the these are the people <laughs> that want to accelerate the climate change agenda, and I just feel like this this gives them ammunition to do that. You know, I I don't know, but I found that was that was an interesting little tidbit there. And so, you know this this is this this whole thing is one of the greatest the greatest disasters in modern history. We can see that the politicians are in on it. Uh, they don't want you talking about it, 
And they definitely don't want you, you know, the, the people that are being harmed compensated for it. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm parroting something I heard from somebody else, which is uh, brilliant advice. You know, if you live in the area or anywhere su- surrounding this area, then you should imme- immediately go to a doctor and get evaluated and get a baseline of your current health status. Because what's going to happen, you know, this isn't going to get to the courts for years. Unfortunately, it's not going to get into the courts for years. Uh, you know, we won't know the impact that this has on the public for probably the next decade. But I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, to hear that, hey, you know, coincidentally, there was a 500% increase in cancer rates. You know, just it just so happens to be in this area where we had a massive chemical spill and they released a bunch of cancerous chemicals into the sky. Right? Ten years from now, you'll be hearing that story. And so they're going to try to protect themselves from liability. So the best thing that people can do is to get a baseline of their current health status, okay? Because otherwise, this company, they're going to try to say that, you know, well, where's your proof that this wasn't a pre-existing condition? Where's your proof that there's a correlation between this incident and the cancer that you now have? Unless you can show that, hey, I was a healthy individual before this happened, and now all of a sudden I've got cancer, you know, or, or, or some neurological damage. Unless you can prove that, then, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to be held accountable. So, uh, you know, go to the doctor and get checked out. Now, um, I see we have 711 people watching do me a favor and click that rumble button, please. But man, this is this is this is crazy. And again, this is not something in my wheelhouse that I would typically cover. But the the reaction I've seen and the attempt to bury this by the media, you know, I've had people, I've heard people say that this is actually a distraction from something else. No, that doesn't really make sense. If it was a distraction from something else, then that's all that they would be talking about. They wouldn't be talking about unidentified flying objects that, you know, the Biden administration just shot down. They would be talking about this 24-7. You, you know what the distraction is based on what all the uh, Mockingbird media is talking about at the same time. They're talking about, you know, unidentified flying objects and trying to drum up alien conspiracies right now to distract from this. And the fact that the Biden administration coordinated the pre-planned explosion of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, which is an act of war with Russia. They don't want you talking about that. You know, they don't want you talking about election fraud. Those are the things that we need to cover because the media is not going to do its job. So I'm looking at the comments now. Uh, Florida Darkside says the company I worked for paid out over $200,000 in settlement to the truck driver's family. Even though he was at fault for the tank truck exploding, I believe it was settled within the year. Now, I also saw um, Florida Darkside say, you know, this type of thing happens all the time. It just doesn't get the media coverage. And that's that's basically what the CDC said. They, they basically said, you know, this, this type of thing happens all the time. It just doesn't get the media coverage. Um... Jibs M.E. Dat says, That's how you lose your country. Letting psychopaths in power and with badges steal everything from you. Learn to beat their asses 
or disappear them. Now I kind of regret reading that comment because the FBI is going to be kicking in my door any second now. But yes, so I took a stab at this one. I decided to cover it. I hope I did a good job. We'll, We'll follow the facts as they develop. But those are the things so far that I think the public needs to know and that it's not getting the adequate coverage. So hopefully you guys uh, got something out of this. Hopefully you, you well, I don't want to say enjoyed it, but found it educational. If you did, please consider clicking that like button and also going to nickmoseeder.locals.com. If you guys want to become a supporter over there, that would be incredibly appreciated because I'm backed by you guys. You know, I want to stay independent, baby. I don't want to get no... $50 $50 million contract from the Daily Wire, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and become a slave beholden to, you know, that, that would never happen. But you know what I mean? I don't want to, I want to stay independent. Uh, poor people, poor environment. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I, I can't, I can't for the life of me figure out, you know, what's going on here because the climate change activists are real quiet on this one. Have you know you noticed that? You know, Greta Thunberg, where's she at? You know, where's her, where's her little angry potato face at this time? I, I haven't heard anything from here from her. You know, Joe Biden, who's so concerned about, you know, climate change and the disproportionate impact it has on the um, underserved communities. Well, here, th- these are a bunch of, <laughs> these are a bunch of underserved people, but they don't have anything to say about it. I guess it's because it's poor white folk, right? I mean, it only <laughs> it only matters if they're black or brown, you know. But so anyways. All right. I guess I'm going to shut this down cuz I'm just rambling at this point. Want to thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh check out nickmoseeder.locals.com. When you become a supporter, you get access to exclusive content only on locals. And I want to thank you for watching, and I will see you next time.